Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome back to It's Now or Never. I'm your host, Alexandra Willard. And today is episode eight, People Pleasing Standards and Self-Respect. Okay. So, I just want to talk about the last episode. Wow. Like, that is literally one of the only words I can use right now to describe just how I'm feeling. I have had such a bigger outcome from me coming out with my story than I thought would happen. Um, I am so happy to say we have now reached 5,000 plays. Um on all of my platforms combined when it comes to uh, my podcast. Um, We've reached 20,000 views on TikTok with um, the little video I uploaded on there. And we're at about 6,000 on Instagram. But I have had so many strong women reach out to me and share their stories with me. And honestly, this is why I do this. This is just a reminder that I am fulfilling what I need to fulfill. You know, I do not do this so that I can get popular, so I can get followers, get likes, be famous. That is not my goal at the end of the day. I am making this podcast. I share my story. I share my thoughts so that I can help others. I want to inspire others and I want to encourage others. And at the end of the day, when these young women, these amazing women are reaching out to me saying that, you know, I made a difference in their lives or they're coming out to me about their story and sharing this with me. It is just a reminder that I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing what I need to be doing. And guys, these past few days, right now it's Tuesday. um, This will be released on a Wednesday tomorrow. But these past few days since Friday, I have just had this overwhelming, like, feeling of fulfillment. Um... I I just feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm on the right track. And let me tell you, it is the best freaking feeling in the world. I totally suggest it. And I am going to go back to saying, like, I would not be able to do any of this if I wouldn't have found myself and grounded myself in who I am. Because I wouldn't have this sort of strength. I wouldn't have this sort of confidence to be able to you know, get out there and own this story of mine. And so the fact that I am... I feel such such a sense of strength right now and power and confidence. I have no shame. And I am so freaking happy. I was finally able to share that with you guys. Um, on Friday, I'm releasing part two. Now, I'm going to be releasing these this series. Um, 
you know, in a series of episodes just because there's so many different things to talk about and unpack. So many different parts of my life that this affected. I mean, this has been going on for two and a half years. There's so much that's gone on that I want to be able to share with you guys. And, you know, now we're waiting on the plea hearing, which right now it looks like it's going to be October 19th. It was supposed to be a couple weeks ago, but um, the date got changed. And then from that plea hearing, we'll be sentencing. I'm going to be speaking at sentencing. I do not know what other victims will be. I will say that this man did this to a lot, a lot of women and young girls. Um, And I don't really know what I can disclose about that case, so I'm not really going to talk about it. Um, But as we get closer to that, I'm definitely going to share this stuff with you guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Enough with that. Let's talk about today's episode, episode eight, people pleasing standard self-respect, okay? So we're going to be talking about how all of these affect one another, how they all play a role, you know, what this means, how to get yourself out of these cycles. Um, So let's just start with people pleasing, okay? So also, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, hello, welcome. Hi, guys. It must be awesome to see my face and not just be like listening to my voice. I don't know. Who knows? Um... But let's just start with people pleasing, okay? First, let's ask ourselves, we need to think, you know, what is causing us to be a people pleaser? And I just want to say, this is something I personally struggle with on a regular basis. For years, I've been a people pleaser. It affects everything I do. It affects my relationships. I mean, guys, I was in a relationship because I was stuck in a relationship because I'm literally a people pleaser. I did not know how to break up with this man because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Because I cared more about his feelings than mine and the fact that I wasn't in the right place in life. Crazy. So we need to deal with these things, okay? So why is people-pleasing even caused, okay? First is probably low self-esteem, lack of self-awareness. You're having a lack of ability to self-advocate. Now, this is a big one. This either can cause people-pleasing and or is caused by people pleasing. So you cannot speak up for yourself. You don't really know what you deserve. You don't have that power. You don't have that confidence. Back to you need to find yourself. In order to even get out of the cycle of people pleasing, you don't need, you need to know who you are. You need to gain a fucking backbone, okay? That's what it is. I see a lot of people out there and you know one of my best friends is like this. She's a, an amazing girl. Love her so much sweetest human but she is such a people pleaser has no backbone and it just upsets me it's lost people that 
struggle with this. They don't they don't know how to self advocate. They don't know how to advocate for, for their friends. They don't know how to advocate for others. Whatever. Um, other reasons why you're a people pleaser, you love to avoid conflict. You don't like to get into arguments with people. You don't like to upset people. Example, you can't break up with this guy because you don't want to upset him. Like, that's one of the prime examples. Fear of rejection. You do things to make someone happy because you don't want them to leave you because you want people to like you. So you will do things for people to like you, okay? In high school... I struggled with having respect for myself and being able to, you know, I had very low self-esteem and I, I, at a very young age, I got affirmation for physical features of mine. I got affirmation for my body and I realized that if I give people what they wanted, then they would be friends with me and I would feel wanted. You know, if I was going out and, you know, showing off my body and just not having modesty and, like, I guess acting how people wanted me to act, then, you know, I felt liked and I felt like I had friends when deep down it was a fear of rejection. Like, I didn't want people to not like me. I didn't want to be different and people wouldn't like me. Like, I, I wanted to do things like all these other girls were doing. I wanted to act like them. I wanted to dress like them. Even if that meant not having modesty, not having self-respect. Yeah. Um, And also, this is something that played a role in what happened to me online. You know, I didn't have the ability to self-advocate. I had low self-esteem. And so this made me an extremely easy target for this person. As well as I was able to go six months without telling anybody because, you know, I didn't want to cause conflict. I didn't want people to not like me. I thought that if I just kept this under wraps for long enough, it would go away and I could deal with it on my own and nobody would find out. And nobody nobody would not like me because they found out about this because no one would know. Obviously, people know. Um, and that strategy didn't work. So don't do that, guys. Okay? Next. You could be a people pleaser because of a response to trauma or stress. Um, It can become how somebody deals with challenges. So let's say, I use so many examples for relationships, but let's say you're in a relationship and in order to keep somebody around, you feel like you have to do everything for them, okay? Guys, I had my first college boyfriend this year in my freshman year of college. It was super serious. And I I act like a wife on a girlfriend's salary right away. I don't require these men, these boys, to prove themselves to me before I start just doing the utmost for them. I was doing this kid's laundry, folding it for him, making his meal prep for him. Like, I was doing everything for this boy what was I getting he didn't take me out to dinner he didn't buy me flowers I mean he didn't rub my feet he didn't give me good morning texts like and I was doing all of this for him for what because I didn't want him to leave me that fear of rejection that like that thing of like I in order to keep away from conflict I need to constantly be doing everything for this person so that they stay with me. 
guys, you can't keep up with that cycle because then there are going to be days that you can't provide and that you're going to need something. And when you're with somebody that doesn't know how to give you what you need and they're just a, a taker and not a giver at all, you're going to run in some t- into some issues, okay? So we need to stop these cycles. We need to stop it. Okay, next is it could stem from your childhood. Not knowing how to secure and maintain connection with people, okay? This could be caused from, for example, I moved around a lot, a lot growing up. And I felt like I was always the new kid. Um, You know, even in high school, I had gone to this school now for six years, and I just felt like the new kid. And now everywhere I go, I just feel like the new kid. And I was never anywhere long enough at a young age in my life to be able to learn how to maintain friendships with people. So now, you know, I struggle in my adult life trying to make friends and keep friends. I'm really good at making friends, but I'm not very good at keeping them because I never learned. And so I resort to doing everything for everyone and being that friend and being the people pleaser and not learning how to say no to people when they need things from me that I can't provide. Next is parental emotional inconsistencies. So this doesn't mean that you had to grow up without a parent in the home or you had a bad relationship with your parents. This could just be maybe your dad was at work too much or maybe both of your parents worked and you had a babysitter or you just didn't have that deep connection with your parents. Again, emotional inconsistencies, okay? This is something that can cause this. But something that I need to say about people-pleasing, I always used to say, you know, I'm just a really good person. I'm just a really good person, and I get stepped on all the time. I am a good person. I'm a great person. I'm super nice. But I need to learn when to have a backbone and when to stand up for myself and have self-respect. I'm not saying you shouldn't do nice things for people. And I'm not saying you should give a hun- you shouldn't give 100% to people. I think that everybody deserves 100% of you and you should be yourself and you should do great things for people. But you shouldn't be bending over backwards and doing things just to make someone else happy when at the end of the day, you're not getting what you need. Okay, you need emotional fulfillment too. And as a people pleaser, that is something that we forget. Okay, we tend to focus so much on everybody else, we completely forget about what we're lacking. You know, in a relationship, you are so focused on making this person happy, making sure this person loves you and wants you and isn't going to leave you, and you completely ignore the fact that you're not getting what you need at all from this person. Like I said, I mean, I was in a, it was like a six, seven month relationship. It was in college. We literally spent almost every single day together, okay? I did everything for this boy. I cooked for him. I, I mean, like I said, I did his laundry, like all of this stuff. I was acting like his freaking mother, which I'm going to jump off topic for a second. Girls, when you go to college and you find a mama's boy, it's he's not just a mama's boy anymore. He is looking for you to act like his mother and nourish him. That is That is what these boys need. They need to be coddled. And you need to understand this when you go to college and be very, very cautious. Because I did not know this until I learned my lesson. But I was doing everything for this boy. And I got to a point 
I was coming to these realizations that I wasn't happy. I liked this guy, but in a relationship, I wasn't happy. And, you know, something I want to talk about is love. You know, what is love? Is love a noun? Is love a verb? I think love is something that you feel with somebody, but continued love is a verb. Love is things you do. Now, that doesn't mean gifts or actions, but it's how you act towards somebody. You know, it is your in-person connection with this person, how you talk to them, you know, all of these things, how you connect with this person, not just the feeling you get with them. It's not, you know, sexual interaction. It's not holding hands with someone or going on dates. It is all the things in between. It is the little things, guys, but make the biggest differences. So, um, you know, halfway through our relationship, something like that, I had come to this guy and I said, you know, I don't think I'm getting what I need. You know, I don't think, I don't feel like you're giving me what I'm giving you. And this was a point in my life I was going through a lot. Um, getting super busy with um, some, I'm super involved in school. And so I was getting super busy with all these different things. And, you know, he was, quote unquote, so busy with his frat. Red flag. But past that, he didn't know how to handle that. The fact that I was an independent woman and not just waiting on him every day to his every need and waiting to see what he needed next. And so he was very surprised when he heard me say, I'm not getting what I need from you. I don't feel loved by you. And I need a little more. I need you to give me something. And he didn't understand that. And so this was, you know, something I'd come to the realization of, you know, this guy isn't giving me what I want. I'm doing everything. I'm people-pleasing. And then I came to that realization. I'm My needs are not being fulfilled. So it's a cycle. And this has actually happened in every single one of my relationships. I people-please and people-please and people-please and completely ignore and sweep under the rug everything that I do not like that these guys do. I don't bring things up because I avoid conflict. I'm a very quiet arguer. I do not like to argue. I stay silent. I avoid conflict. And that that is the people pleaser in me. Okay? But past, you know, what is what causes people pleasing? Let's talk about why do we even do it like what makes us you know why what is it inside of us you know and you know is it for people to like us do we feel like we don't deserve good and these are questions you have to ask yourself because you can't break a cycle until you really figure out you know the deep rooted cause of it and so once you realize this you can kind of rewire your brain to you know hey I noticed that I'm really people pleasing lately why am I doing it? Is it because I feel like I have to fight for my friends? Is it because, you know, I need this person to like me? Is it because I think my boyfriend's going to break up with me, so I just feel like I have to do everything? Is it because I think my mom's mad at me? Whatever. Like, what is it in you? Do you think that, like, we people please and forget that we deserve good things. We deserve emotional fulfillment, too. Not just everybody else in your life. You do, too. Like, PSA, guys. 
We deserve emotional fulfillment. Please, we deserve emotional fulfillment. Now rewind that and listen to that as much as you need until you actually believe it. But now that I'm, you know, doing all this preaching about uh, people pleasing, blah, 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 what you need to do, I'm going to take some self-responsibility. I, I said this earlier, but I'm a people pleaser. But where do I get this from? I grew up with, and I love you so much, Mom, and this is not in a bad way at all. I grew up with an amazing mom who does everything for everybody and completely forgets about herself. She forgets about her emotional fulfillment, her physical needs, you know, forgets to eat some days, forgets to shower, all these things because she's running around trying to take care of me, my brother, my dad, and the three dogs, and everybody else in her life. My mother is an amazing woman, but the biggest people pleaser I know. So I grew up watching this woman do everything for everyone, slave away for everyone. She was there as soon as I called her. She was there for anything I needed. And she still is, and I love her so much. But this is where I get this from, okay? And, you know, what does people-pleasing, like, really look like, okay? We talked about what causes it, but what does this look like, okay? It's, you're uncomfortable. It makes you extremely uncomfortable to even think about somebody being upset at you, to upset somebody. That makes you so uncomfortable. You feel bad. You can't live with that weight something like that, um, you will go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Great lengths. <sighs> you pretend to agree with everyone. <laughs> this is me. I plead guilty. I, I will say, depending on what group I'm around, I, you know, bring out that certain side of me. I'm not fake, but I bring out that certain side of me. Because I want to get along with the people around me. I want to agree with them. And I want to fit in with them. That's the people pleaser in me. Okay? And I'm working on it. Okay? You feel responsible for, for how others feel. So just about the whole thing of like you get uncomfortable knowing that you upset somebody or knowing that you might upset somebody. This is the fact that because you feel responsible for making, pe for making people happy. You feel responsible for... If somebody is upset, it's most of the time not your fault, okay? You apologize often. I am somebody I constantly say sorry. Now I'm going to go back to an example of me in this past relationship of mine with this college boy, okay? He got so mad. He's like, you constantly say sorry for everything. I don't get it. Stop saying sorry because I always feel like everything's my fault. I need to apologize for everything. It's all my fault. I could have done something to change that. It's all my fault. It's not. Be a little lighter on yourself, guys. You never admit when you're upset, okay? You are always act strong. You act like you're unfazed, unbothered, very sweep it under the rug kind of person. That's me. You know, you don't want to be a burden on others. You don't want others to know you're upset because, you know, it's your job to take care of people. People don't need to be taking care of you. Um, you need praise. You need somebody. You people please because you need someone to tell you how much they love you. 
You need someone to tell you how good of a friend you are, how good of a person you are, how good of a daughter you are. That's another reason why we could people please. Or, like I said earlier, acting like those around you. You change your personality based on who you're with, based on what friends you're hanging out with, based on what event you're at. You're a different person every night. Okay? Next is, guys, people-pleasing can cause emotional damage. People-pleasing over time creates these cycles for us. And it is so freaking hard to break these cycles, especially the older you get. The longer you have gone being a people pleaser, you have just conditioned your brain to this, okay? You have conditioned your brain to constantly be the giver to everyone. You are never a receiver, ever. You're constantly making sure everybody's taken care of, everybody's happy, nobody's upset, everybody feels special, but what about you? What about you? You know, I constantly, my goal as a friend, I want to be that, I want to be that friend that you have a flat tire, your boyfriend broke up with you, you're sick, whatever, like you just need someone to talk to. I want to be that person that you think of because I will always be there for anybody. Whatever time of day you call me, I will pick up the phone. That is the kind of friend I am. But then I think about it, like, do I have any other other of those friends that, you know, who I could call? Who I would call if I had a flat tire? Is there that one friend that I think of? You know, and if you can't think of that person, it's because it's you. And you're the only one and you don't allow anybody else to take care of you. You guys need to, that's the thing. You deserve emotional fulfillment, but you also need to be able to let in this emotional fulfillment. You need to let somebody take care of you, okay? But don't take all the time. It's it's a two-way street, guys, and we need to learn this. But how how do we break free from this cycle of people-pleasing, okay? You know, you cannot be all things to all people. We You can't make everybody happy in this world. I hate to say it. There's going to people be people that hate you. There's going to people pe- be people that don't like you. There's going to be people who don't think you're pretty or who thinks that somebody else is prettier than you. There's always going to be someone skinnier than you. There's always going to be someone with more money than you. Like, you cannot be everything to everyone. I'm sorry. People are going to get upset. People are going to have bad days, and people are going to get angry. We all have emotions, and it's not your job to take care of everyone. That's the first thing you need to get drilled into that thick skull of yours, okay? But also baby steps. You can't just wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop just doing things for people. No. We're still going to be nice people. We're not going to be people pleasers, okay? You can't just go cold turkey on this. You got to you gotta start saying no to small things, okay? You have to start growing that backbone. You can't wake up one day and just have it, okay? We're building habits that are going to last over time. We're not building habits that are going to last a month or six months and then drop off. Okay, when we relapse, we're not doing that. We are here to build habits that last a lifetime. Okay, so that means we have to recondition our brain. You have to start saying no to small things. Okay, we have to gain that confidence. We have to get, we have to ground ourselves. Like I said, finding who we are. Okay, go listen to my episode, Finding a Sense of Self. And I think I really just touch on how to find a sense of self in all of these different episodes. But that one talks about it the most. But just finding that sense of self, we don't want to be lost, you know. Being lost can 
give those can make us become a people pleaser because we don't know who we are. Obviously, we don't have a backbone. We don't know what we stand for. We don't have morals, okay? But we have to be able to, you know, gain that confidence and begin to build that mental strength, the ability to say no, okay? Now, I like to say I'm an opportunist, but recently I'm trying to ask myself, am I an opportunist or is it just the people pleaser in me that will not let me say no to opportunity? I can't say no to anything. I cannot turn down anything. No matter how busy my schedule is, I will make it happen. I will be there. And I just say it's, an, it's because I'm an opportunist. I don't know. Is it because I'm a people pleaser? Who knows? But you know what? You will never reach your goals if you're everything for everyone else. You need to be everything for yourself first. This is the other thing. We need to start turning a corner, guys. You need to be all in on yourself first. 100% towards yourself. And then you can start you know, giving to other people because, you know, this, you know, this cannot start until we love ourselves and, you know, we are there for ourselves first and we know who we are. We know our moral compass. We know what we want. Okay, guys, that's all I have for people pleasing. And I know that was a whole ass, like 25 minutes on that. I'm so sorry. But if you're still here, you know, we're doing good. Okay. So let's just let's just move to standards, okay? We need to love ourselves first. I I believe that every time you get into a relationship and you get out of one, your standards should go higher. Higher every time. You should be learning what you want, what you don't want. And this goes for anything you do. This goes for friendships, which I think friendships is one of the biggest things we need to learn how to regulate and set boundaries for and have standards for. Because your friends make such an impact on your life. Who you hang out with, you will become. And I promise you, I know this is something your mom probably tells you. It is so true. I have been the girl that has hung out with the kids at school that didn't make the best choices didn't have the best lifestyle, you know, didn't have the best home life, didn't try in school, didn't really try in sports. And I've also hung out with the 4.0 scholarship students that are in student government and do everything under the sun and are going places in life. And I can tell you I was a completely different person in the first group and I was a completely different person in the second group. I have never been so successful and you know, successfully minded until I started hanging out with people with the same brain. Like, you should hang out with people with, like, interests, with, like, morals, with, like, standards, people that want to be successful, you should hang out with because you then will want to be successful. Um, but, you know, what, you know, yeah, so what is good to you? What's not? What do you want to be and what are your morals? Those are, those are what you should have on a list. You know, write those down. Write those down. You know, what you want, what you don't want. Who you want to be and your morals, write those down, and you should follow those for your standards guide when it comes to who you allow in your life, who you allow to make an impact in your life, who you spend a majority of your time with, who you put your energy towards. This could be, you know, friendships, family members, relationships, coworkers, all these kinds of things, who we put our energy towards, who we allow to impact our lives. 
Um, but yeah, be in tune with yourself because you're not going to be able to create this list of standards until you're grounded and you've found yourself and you're in tune with who you are. Um, but also, you know, when it comes to standards, when it comes to relationships with people of all kinds, all kinds of relationships, something that my aunt told me, Aunt Rachel, I love you, um, but she said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, okay? And I do believe that people can change. I do believe that people can be good people. But I think this goes to the thing of, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a liar, always a liar. Like, when somebody, like, shows you who they are, like, okay, cool. Take it and take that for who they are. When somebody wrongs you, remember that. Like, yes, you can forgive people, but you need to remember that because that attests to their character. Everything that someone does, you need to make a mental note of that because that shows their character. Whether that is good, whether that is bad. You know, if somebody was there for you when you needed somebody the most or if somebody wasn't there for you when you needed somebody the most. For example, I know in episode six, I and I did not talk to you guys about this at all. <laughs> I actually was in the ER for like eight days or the hospital for eight days. Um, I'm totally fine now, guys. I was just really, really sick. But, you know, I had somebody that knew I was there and I, you know, was telling me that that one ex-boyfriend I had talked about in episode six, you know, he wanted me back in his life. He loved me so much, whatever. He's like, oh, you're the girl I want to marry, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the hospital for eight days. Eight days, guys. And this man never once, like, he called me on the, the seventh and the eighth day. But days one through six, never called me, never texted me, didn't text me or call me after I got out. And you know what? Like, he's still trying. He says, you know, wants to get back together and whatever, but then I just go back to what my aunt says. Like, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Like, I put everything that happened in high school behind. You know, that's different. It's two years ago, whatever. But he kind of showed me his character in this, as did a lot of people lately. And, like, with this whole story that happened to me, with everything that happened in high school, there were so many kids that were just awful to me. Awful, awful, awful. And now I come back home for the summer and I share my story and everyone wants to be friends with me and say they're sorry and act like nothing happened. Like, no. No. We do not let people just walk right over us. And that's why we need standards. That's why we need boundaries. So we do not get stepped on. Because as soon as other people see people stepping on you, other people step on you too. It just creates a cycle, and we don't like cycles. We're trying to break that, okay? But you are what you let your standards be. If you have low standards, you will swoop down to that level, I promise you. If you start going for absolute trashy man whores, excuse my language, you're going to swoop down to that level. And, you know, after you date one of those, you're probably going to date another one. And you're probably just going to keep dating all these shitty men not even men, boys, okay? When are we going to upgrade to men, girls, okay? That's, we're in this new era. We're looking for men, not boys. When a man acts like a boy, we don't want him, okay? 
We have high expectations, we have standards and we have boundaries, and that's what we're setting here. But are you even willing to make the changes to meet these? Like, are you willing to sacrifice those frat boys that party all weekend and talk to 20 girls for the man? Are you able to wait or do you want a boy that bad? You know, what are you what are you going to sacrifice in this situation? Do you are you going to sacrifice your sanity? Your emotional state of mind maybe your grades like what you know I was at this point in college like I was like I just want companionship I want a guy in my life I want somebody to talk to every day I want somebody to hang out with you know I want somebody to watch movies with cuddle with and I sacrificed my standards and I let this man like this boy this boy come into my life and you know, I let my standards down. I let my guard down. And it's embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. And, you know, now I've learned from that and I've realized I want a man. And if that means I need to wait, that means I need to wait. But I had to ask myself, am I willing to wait? Is it worth it in my head? Am I willing to make these changes to start building this self-respect for myself and creating these standards so that I can get the right man in your life? Also, your standards and who you allow in your life, that shows your self-respect. You know, if you're dating these shitty men and these man whores and these guys that will walk all over you, you know, make you do their laundry and cook, your, and cook their meal prep and not even take you out to dinner or buy you flowers anytime besides your birthday and Valentine's Day, no. Mm -mm. that shows you of poor self-respect if you let a man continually continuously like walk all over you no like there are so many things that men can do that just like if you let this continue to happen like you have a lack of self-respect I have a lack of self-respect I mean I can go back to for example I mean I know it sounds like I'm trashing on this guy he doesn't listen to this podcast he doesn't care. He has me blocked on everything, so I really don't care. But we're here to talk the truth, okay? I had a lack of self-respect in this relationship. I let this man walk all over me, okay? It got to a point, you know, screaming at me for what reason? You know, we went to this concert, this country music concert that I bought tickets to, okay? I bought tickets to. And this is this is where things, you know, started to go downhill, let mind you sorry let's do a flashback okay these this like month before this okay i i had talked about earlier how i was super independent he was so busy with this frat and he just wasn't used to me not you know waiting on him all the time for what he needed next and so i would be with my friends and he would call me and like start a fight with me and start screaming at me and then require that i talk to him and you know we need to talk this out blah 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 and like everything was my fault all the time and I just never addressed the fact that he was treating me like shit. So fast forward to this concert that we're going to. I bought tickets to. We're on our way. And I'm on the phone with my mom. Okay, my mother. And I make a joke about we were going to go see Riley Green. And my mom and I both make comments about how Riley Green is attractive. Funny, right? He is. He's a very attractive man. This boy tells me to hang up the phone with my mom. 
proceeds to scream at me for like the next 30 minutes to this concert venue. And then on the way back, I kind of made a little joke about it, but on the way back, I made a joke about how he's being overdramatic. This man is screaming at me, screaming, and I'm silent because I avoid conflict. I don't, I'm, I'm silent. I don't argue. I'm just trying to get this guy to calm down. I, I hate this. I cannot handle this. I'm in a car driving down the freeway with him, and he just goes off the freaking rails, okay? And, you know, that night, I, I went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and I, I went to go talk to my friend. And I was just like, you know, something doesn't sit right with me. And this is where I began to kind of take that stand again and self-advocate and gain that confidence back and that self-respect for myself. Like, this doesn't feel right. I need to listen to my gut now. That was fucked. That was wrong. This boy threatened to drive me off the side of the road and then said it was a joke and said I was overreacting for being upset about this. So I had to ask my friend, Am I overreacting? Is this crazy? We actually ended up breaking up that day. I broke up with him, finally, because I grew a backbone, and I grew self-respect. But when all of his friends saw us singing out, and when they saw how he treated me, they probably didn't have much respect for me, because I didn't have the self-respect. Yeah. So, moving into self-respect. This, this is a combination of lack of standards and people-pleasing. You know, the combination of the two can create either a visual of lack of self-respect or actual, like, you have a lack of self-respect for yourself because you're giving, you're not noticing what that you're not receiving at all, um, you're not paying attention to your emotional fulfillment, as well as you have no standards or you have very low standards or your standards just aren't high enough. Like, we, we need to expect more because we are worth a lot. Like, girl, you need to do these, like, self-affirmations. Like, you're strong, you're gorgeous, you're confident, you're so fucking intelligent, you're going to be successful, and you're amazing. And any man that is with you, even in the presence of you, is the luckiest man alive. And you need to tell yourself that, and you need to start believing it. Because that's what I started doing after this awful, awful relationship that I thought I was going to marry this man. I was so blinded. I'm such a people pleaser. He was he was happy, and so I thought our relationship was good. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't getting what I wanted, and it caused people to look down on me, and not respect me as much. So, you know, let's start to build this self respect. Okay, let's start to build positive relationships with people. We're not going to let people yell at us. We're not going to let people talk down on us. We're not going to let people think poorly of us or treat us less than. We're not going to let people go behind our backs. You need to do these self-affirmations, okay? You're amazing. You're a great person. And anybody in your presence is lucky, okay? You do not deserve less than anyone else. You're not worthless. You're worth the same as everyone else. We are all human. We all make mistakes. We all have insecurities. And you know what? We're all worth the same. Nobody's better than one another. And need, we need to remind ourselves that. So when somebody treats you less than, no. Mm-mm. 
That's not a positive relationship. We need relationships where we are both giving and receiving. It is a two-way street, okay? Let me talk about, for example, some of my best friends in my life, okay? My best friend, best, best friend. This girl goes to another school in Mississippi. I go to school in Oklahoma, okay? I see this girl maybe twice a year. We barely talk. Like, we barely talk during the year at all. But it's not a negative relationship because it's a two-way street with us. I know that if I call her, that girl will pick up the phone most of the time, most of the time. But that girl will pick up the phone, and she will be there. If I tell her I need something for you or from you or I need you here, she will drive her ass as fast as she can to Oklahoma, and I know that. And she knows if she ever calls me and needs something, I will be there. And that is a positive relationship. That is a 50-50 street. I'm not giving more than I'm receiving. And it's perfect. It works perfectly. You know, or friends I go to school with. I have one of my best guy friends. He's great. It's a 50-50. It's a two-way street. You know, when he, like, because we, we work together. And so when he's having days where he's, you know, doesn't have as much energy, emotionally distressed, I'm there for him. As I am all of my other friends. And when I'm down and I'm emotionally distressed, like when I was going through this breakup during finals week, they were there for me. They were all there for me. And I loved it. And these people are amazing. You know, these people are there for me to sleep on their couches and to give me hugs and buy me dinner, whatever. I love my friends. Those are positive relationships. And you should start seeking more of those than abusive, people-pleasing relationships because we don't want to be used. We're not going to be used, okay? We're building respect. Um, but learn to recognize when somebody doesn't deserve you. This doesn't mean that this person is less than you, but their standards are less than what yours are. This person is lower than your standards. They don't deserve you. They don't deserve to be with you. You're too good for them. Like, I have very high standards. I want a man that is motivated and who wants to be successful and is successful in what he's currently doing in his life. Doesn't mean he has to make a lot of money. Doesn't mean he has to have the coolest clothes or the best car or the best body. I want a man that takes care of himself. I want a man that goes to class, that gets good grades, that's motivated to go somewhere in life. And when they're not, ooh, like you just don't deserve me. I'm a very independent, motivated, successful woman, very motivated in what I do. I'm very knowledge hungry, and I'm a very good, good person. And unless somebody's going to give me that, they don't deserve what I have to give. And that's what you need to realize. Like, you need to think about it that way. Like, this person cannot provide what I need. Why should I give them what they need when they're not giving me what I need? Okay, we're not doing one-way relationships anymore, guys. Um, and we need to begin to put ourselves first, okay? You are now entering adulthood. You're, you're in with the sharks now. Okay, you're the only one that's really going to look out for yourself until you start building these positive relationships. So we need to find ourselves, put ourselves first, put our emotional, our mental, our physical health first. Put school first. Put family first. Boys do not come above school. Boys don't come above family. None of that. Boys don't come above our mental health, our physical health. If you date a guy and you stop going to the gym 
or you know you just like you stop feeling pretty you stop going to class you stop doing your homework girl there's something going on and you need to fix it you need to put yourself first no man no good man should make you put yourself below him or any of the things that have to do with you no we're also going to start creating strong boundaries and standards. This is how we're going to build that self-respect, okay? And know what you deserve, okay? If he won't, someone else will. You know, this this man did not, uh, my biggest thing, I want flowers. I tell every man that. And you know what, boys? If you're a guy and you're listening to this, buy her flowers. This is your sign to buy her flowers. It can be a Monday, a Monday afternoon, and if you show up for flowers, like with flowers in hand, you will make her month. You will. And they are cheap. I tell every guy this. I want flowers. And they don't. But you know what? Somebody else, some other guy always ends up giving me flowers. Some guy I don't even give attention to. He gives me flowers. Like, seriously? Like, if this boy that I'm dating that I've been with for six months that I do everything for, if he can't take me out to dinner, if he can't buy me flowers, if he can't send me a freaking good morning text, somebody else will. There is another guy out there who would probably worship you. And you need to realize that. Like, if this man is not treating you how you deserve, somebody else will. Somebody else will, and that man is out there, and you need to leave the one you're with. Either he needs to get his shit together or you need to leave him. And that's that. Next is you, like I said, you know, finding people with similar values because this is going to help you build that self-respect. I began to hang out with people that respected themselves, that were motivated, that had a lot of respect for their schoolwork, that wanted to go places in life and that are going to be successful. These kids are successful in what they currently do and these kids are going places and they're amazing people and they're so inspiring and they motivate me. These friends give me motivation. They give me affirmation, and it's amazing. And so as I begin to hang out with these people, I gain self-respect. If I would not have met the group of people I did in college, I wouldn't have been pushed to do this podcast when I did. I was going to post this story of mine, like, after college. I didn't think that I was going to be able to do this, not because I wasn't ready to share my story, I didn't think anyone wanted to hear it. I thought it was the wrong time. I didn't think it was going to do good. And these kids told me, no. Alex, you need to share this with the world. You have something here. You're an amazing person. You didn't deserve any of this. You're going places in life. These people fed me this. Fed me these lines every day. And you know what? I have so much more self-respect. I'm motivated. And I believe I'm going to be successful because of the people I surround myself with. Because I surround myself with good people. And before I close out this episode, I just want to say that, you know, you attract, you will attract who you hang out with, okay? Whether that's friends, whether that's relationships, whatever. But if you're trying to get somebody with high standards that's going to be successful, that's super motivated, that's a great person, like, you need to remember that a lack of self-respect is unattractive. Somebody that doesn't take care of themselves, to see somebody that dates shitty men and lets people walk all over them, to see somebody that doesn't try hard in school, to see somebody that doesn't go out and make things happen for themselves, that's unattractive. And that's a lack of self-respect. And so, you know, it's now or never. Literally, when are you going to turn this corner 
and start breaking these cycles and building these new habits, you know, and building them like purposefully. We are intentionally building these habits, okay? Not not just to be like this new me, like new year, new me, self, whatever. Like I want to be a better me. I want to be a better version of me. No, like we are doing this so that we can build lifelong habits. We're not just going to wake up tomorrow and have a backbone. This is something that takes time. I promise you it takes time because it's taking me so long and I'm still working on it. I still struggle with these things, but this is what I know and this is what I have to share that has helped me improve in these areas. I'm not perfect at all. And that's why I have this podcast because I'm not perfect. I'm here to share with you guys my experiences and where I went wrong and you know what I learned from things, what made me successful, what made me fail, all these different things. So that's that's why I'm sharing these amazing things with you guys and these different stories and just tips and all this kind of stuff. I think, you know, I I really just want you guys to arrive to this podcast, to this episode, these episodes of mine. You know, arrive lost, okay? You don't know who you are. And I want you guys to leave found. You don't have to know exactly who you are and what you want, but I want you guys to leave here with a newfound sense of self, okay? With that intention in your mind that I'm going to stop these cycles of mine. I'm going to start building these standards. What are these standards even? Start asking yourself those questions. Are the people in my life meeting my standards? And if they're not, you don't have to cut them off. You can create boundaries with these people. You can tell them they need to be better. You know, I've gone to friends of mine and said, I love you so much, but you're just not surrounding yourself with good people. You're not going good places in life, and I'm looking out for you. You know, you don't have to cut people off to have standards, but you need to realize how much energy you need to give to somebody and what those boundaries are that you need to create. And at the end of the day, we need to build self-respect. We're here, we're here to build self-respect. We're here to build strength, and we're here to become confident women, okay? Or men, whoever you are, okay? We are here to find our, that sense of self and figure out who we are, figure out what we stand for, and make a change in the world. Because I promise you, if you're listening to this, like, you're going to change the world one day in whatever you do. And I want you to wake up every day and tell yourself that. I want you to go to bed at night and tell yourself that. When you're struggling, when you're down in the dumps, tell yourself that. Like, I have a sticky note that literally sits on my mirror all the time, no matter where I am, at school, at home, that says, you're going to change the fucking world. It's literally what it says on the front page of my notebook. And I know it's a little harsh wording, but it's true. Like, that's the only way to say it. Like, you're going to change the fucking world one day. And you need to tell yourself that. And you need to remember that. And if you don't give yourself these positive words of affirmation, you're going to keep seeking those from other people. You need to get it from yourself, okay? We're putting ourselves first. We're becoming confident. We're building all these amazing things with ourselves. And we're just becoming the best version of us, okay? This evolutionary period, guys. Um, that's all with that. Before I leave you guys, I just want to touch on a few things. So I have figured out my posting schedule. I'm so sorry. This summer has been absolutely insane. I've had so much going on trying to figure out life um, in between semesters and trying to figure out my real posting schedule and stuff. So 
I figured it out. Every Wednesday is going to be like a regular episode like this, um, like episode six, stuff like that. But episodes like the last episode, um, my story part one, those are going to become a series. So those are going to release every Friday. So y'all are going to have new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Um, you can kind of pick and choose if you guys want to listen to both of those. Um, I would love it if you guys did. But so this Friday, I am touching on part two of my story. And I am just so excited to share all of this with you guys. Um, we're doing such big things with this. And I, I really appreciate your guys' support. Because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to reach the people I'm reaching and the people that need to hear this story. Um, you know, I am here to become an advocate for others who do not have a voice, and I'm here to give strength and to give hope. And yeah, I, I've talked to so many amazing women. I think I'm going to have guests on my podcast when I get to school. Um, just got to get that mic ordered and, um, you know, the stuff to be able to do two people on one podcast. So um, if you guys could donate, um, my link is in my bio. It's also linked on this episode. Um, if you guys could go there and donate, that would be amazing. Um, all of the, all of these donations go straight back into it's now or never. And this cause, um, right now it's so that I can have the right equipment to even be able to, you know, bring my message to the people I need to bring it to. Um, and just to really become an advocate. That's what we're doing here. We're talking about the things that nobody else wants to talk about. So, um, there is that. Uh, I did mention earlier in this podcast, this is episode two that is uploaded on my YouTube. So if you want to watch my YouTube, um, actually see my face next time I talk to you guys, unless you're driving in the car, don't watch me if you're driving. Um, but just to make things a little bit more personable, I have a YouTube. It's not like great videography. I'm filming it on my cell phone right now as I talk to you guys. Um, but I'm rambling on and on. Uh, let's get this over with. So follow me on inon.pod on Instagram, inon.pod on Instagram. All my links are in my bio for everything inonpod. And leave me some DMs on some suggestions on what you guys want to hear next. I really want to know what you guys like, what you guys don't like, um, what I need to change maybe, suggestions. Um, and if you guys have a story to share, like, literally anything. Like, please reach out to me. I I want this to be a very diverse podcast for a lot of different kinds of people. And you don't have to have a story like mine to share it, okay? I would appreciate anybody and everybody that wants to reach out to me. If you just want to reach out, pick my brain, whatever. If you want to talk, um, just someone to talk to, I'm here. I'm your friend. Um, let's do this. I want to meet you. I want to know you guys. Um, reach out to me. Also, if you're listening to this, you know, make a little post, tag me in it, post it on your story. That'd be great. Um, share my episodes. Uh, really just trying to reach the broadest audience I can at this point. Um, but we seem to be doing really good. So we're right now pedal to the metal, hitting the ground running with this whole with this whole thing. So I'm so excited, guys. I am so excited to see what the future holds with all this and what amazing opportunities I am about to conquer um, and about to make for myself. This is kind of a realm where I got to make these things for myself because nobody's done this before, um, necessarily with my story. So 
I'm super super excited, but go support guys. Um inon.pod on Instagram, I N O N dot pod on Instagram. Um everything there is linked, my YouTube, my donation link, all of that. Um and I'm probably gonna have a website up pretty, pretty soon. Um, so that will all be linked there as well. But I'm gonna end this episode here. I love you guys so, so much. I'm gonna see y'all again on Friday. Um, or y'all listen to me again on Friday, whatever it is. Uh, see y'all on Friday with part two of my story, and I just, y'all go make it a great week. I know it's hump day today, but you're halfway through, almost to the weekend. You got it, guys. I love y'all so much, and uh, I'll see you on the next one. Peace out. Bye-bye.